Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. The NBA Draft tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC, ESPN. The Detroit Pistons are on the clock. This is your morning buzzcast for Thursday, July 29th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. A lot of big stories in the news. Let's get right to it. First, SEC presidents are expected to meet today and formally vote to accept Texas and Oklahoma as new SEC conference members. Texas and Oklahoma need at least 11 yes votes from the 14 SEC schools. Four no votes would mean no expansion. But reports indicate that both schools have the votes, and I can't imagine the SEC would even have a vote if there wasn't broad support, as Greg Sankey has lined this all up accordingly. Meanwhile, leaders of both Texas and Oklahoma are scheduled to meet on Friday separately, likely to decide to accept the SEC's invitation. So the process continues to roll on. But the big stunner came late yesterday, first from Yahoo and Pete Thamel, who reported that another interesting player has become an even bigger part of this realignment story. We know ESPN has a stake in the growth of the SEC with their new media deal, but now it's turning into potentially more than that. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby yesterday accused ESPN of encouraging other conferences to pick apart the Big 12 so Texas and Oklahoma can move to the SEC more quickly and without potentially paying a buyout. The Big 12 sent ESPN a cease and desist letter, and Bowlesby later told the AP, quote, I have absolute certainty that they have been involved in manipulating other conferences to go after our members, end quote. Stunning comments, because remember, the Big 12 and ESPN are partners. The letter, the cease and desist letter, was addressed to ESPN's Burke Magnus, and it said the Big 12 is aware that ESPN had taken actions to not only harm the Big 12 conference, but to result in financial benefits for ESPN. Now, this is where it gets interesting. In the letter, Bowlesby said that ESPN has engaged in talks with at least one other conference regarding that conference going after teams in the Big 12 and encouraging them to leave the Big 12. Bowlesby declined to name the conference, but a source told the AP that Bob Bowlesby was referring to the American Athletic Conference, which has a deal with ESPN. So let's look at this. ESPN owns the SEC network, signed a massive deal with the SEC last year for programming that was scheduled to start in 2024. Now, we stated earlier, ESPN does have a deal with the Big 12, though it shares those rights with Fox. Those deals expire in 2025. ESPN issued a statement saying that the claims in the cease and desist letter had no merit, but the bottom line is the amount of trust right now within college sports is zero, as everybody deems the other 
is out just for themselves. So this is getting very, very tense as the college realignment continues to be a very dynamic news story. Last night was another great night of great athleticism and great storylines around the Olympics from Tokyo for NBC, particularly around swimming. But Viewership is still way down. Let's look at the numbers from Tuesday night. That's the most recent night that we have data on. Our Austin Carp noted that NBC's primetime broadcast on Tuesday night averaged 14 million TV-only viewers. I hate to say it, but that was down nearly 60% from 33 million viewers on the same first Tuesday in 2016. 58 percent. That is a big, big drop. Streaming numbers will average around 500 to 800,000 viewers. So there's still a massive delta there in terms of the lack of engagement. But this is just the way I believe these games will play out over the next 10 days or so. And the question becomes, is this an outlier, which many people believe it is, or could it be a major statement on the strength and appeal of the Olympic Games or even big global sporting events? And the other question is, what does this mean for the Beijing Winter Games, which will come in just seven months? What do you think this indicates for the future of big events or the future of the Olympic Games? Let me know. Love to hear your point of view. Well, we know everybody is getting into the podcast business and now add the NBA to that list. The NBA is developing original podcasts about the league's great moments and great players. This is all part of a new deal with iHeartMedia. This was first reported by Bloomberg News iHeartMedia will handle production, distribution, and ad sales, and the NBA is really hoping that the podcast can help it reach a new audience, maybe younger audience, and lure more casual fans to watch NBA action. Remember, NBA ratings have slipped a bit, so the NBA is looking at everything possible to grow their audience, and they have a ton of archival audio that should make for some compelling podcasts. So it's a smart move by the NBA and iHeartMedia. And we'll end with a major executive transaction. Congratulations to one of SBJ's former game changers. Her name is Katie Griggs, and Katie Griggs will be the new president of business operations for the Seattle Mariners. Katie Griggs is currently Atlanta United's chief business officer, but she'll go to Seattle and she'll fill a role that was held by former CEO Kevin Mather, who of course departed about five months ago. He resigned after some controversial comments. Katie Griggs spent the past four years in her role at Atlanta United overseeing all the business operations. She was part of that franchise's very, very successful launch. She will begin her role in Seattle on August 23rd. She'll oversee all aspects of the Mariners' business operations. So the team's business and personnel departments will be split. Katie Griggs will oversee business ops, and general manager Jerry Depoto will oversee baseball operations. Who is Katie Griggs? Well, she is a member of SBJ's Game Changers class of 2017. I first met her about five years ago through Octagon Simon Wardle, who hired Katie Griggs in around 2015 to lead Octagon's Futures Division. She went from the Futures Division to Atlanta United. She is a very talented executive who will now lead business operations for the Seattle Mariners. So congratulations to Katie Griggs. And check out the latest episode of our video news series, SBJ Spotlight. It dropped yesterday. We talked to longtime college sports business executive Rick Jones, who has some very interesting perspective on what's next in collegiate realignment. We also talked to Larry Lucchino, 
who speaks about why teams do split out baseball operations and business operations within a team's organizational structure. And our roundtable offer our predictions and people of the week. So check it out on sportsbusinessjournal.com. That is our latest episode of SBJ Spotlight. So that is your morning buzzcast for Thursday, July 29th. I'm Abe Madcor. Have a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.